Welcome to the PSD Cast with your host, Jason Lumberg at Power Systems Design. Now, the coronavirus has created all kinds of shortages, not just toilet paper, and one of the biggest needs around the globe is hospital ventilators. And monolithic power systems decided to apply their expertise to help in this area. Uh, the company assembled an emergency ventilator inspired by the open source MIT design, and their automated resuscitator machine uh, mechanizes the human squeezing of the bag and helps where a full ICU ventilator isn't available. On today's show, we've got Aaron Quitugua Flores from MPS on the line, and he'll delve a bit deeper into their efforts to combat COVID-19. So, Aaron, thanks for joining us. And, and first off, why an open source design? You know, I'm, sh I'm sure our audience has strong opinions on the matter. It tends to uh, elicit strong opinions, but I'm, I'm curious where MPS stands. Uh, thanks, Jason. Thanks for having me on. Uh, well, with, with an open source design, I, th I think initially, honestly, it, it was because we were inspired by open source projects in the beginning. Uh, you know, seeing what people around the world uh, in different communities are trying to use their own creativity, their own skill set to figure out how they can uh, provide some kind of assistance in whatever way possible to the COVID pandemic, you know, whether people are using 3D printers to make PPE, uh, sewing masks for their neighbors and, and local hospitals. Um, seeing that, that huge effort was, was very inspiring, and we wanted to be able to contribute to that movement. And secondly, uh, open source, because MPS acknowledges that we do not have the proper experience or infrastructure to deploy a full-fledged system like this on our own. You know, we, our bread and butter is um, power modules, power ICs. Um, so to be able to try to take the step and all of a sudden be a full-fledged medical device manufacturer is a, is a bit of a stretch. So with an open source concept, um, you know, that allowed us to pursue two good avenues for trying to get a system like this uh, available for people and actually, actually provide some assistance. And one avenue would be to you know, partner with someone who has interest in the design and can take over uh, whatever additional technical details and development is required to get it to pass FDA and uh, similar worldwide regulations and also handle uh, the mass production uh, manufacturing element. Um, and then the other side of the open source uh, uh, concept, it just allows us to be very clear with how the MPS solutions can fit into this type of project. And so, you know, if other groups are working on a similar design, um, but maybe they're fa facing a certain challenge of power management or battery backup management or, or motion control, then they can see directly how we're using, uh, how we solve those issues, and then can take, uh, you know, piece by piece, if necessary, to implement to their own system. And so we just wanted to give ourselves the best opportunity with the most options to make, to make an impact and have benefit. And you know, an open source design allows us to, to do that. Right. So in your, in your press release, you mentioned that bag valve masks are readily, readily available in hospitals and ambulances. And I, I think we've probably all seen these, these so-called manual resuscitators, even if it's just on... ER or Gray's Anatomy. So how does, how does automating that improve patient care? 
Yeah, I think that it's just in, inherent in the name and the, the design of these. You know, they're, they're manually, they're designed as manual emergency uh, resuscitators. And, you know, we, I've read stories and you hear stories about people that are either in a situation where a, an ICU system, an ICU ventilator is not available, um, whether, you know, it's just resource or location or, or whatever the, the case may be. So then there is a requirement for a dedicated and ideally trained person to manually squeeze this device uh, many times for hours, days on end. And so when you can automate that, um, you know, it, it takes the human out of the equation in the sense that you can provide a more um, consistent and controllable air delivery or able to do some pressure monitoring to, to be able to implement some additional safety feedback that you can't do when someone's just um, uh, manually squeezing the bag. Uh, and by taking the person out of the, the direct equation, that allows them to be attending to either other people in need or multiple people on this kind of device at the same time. Mm-hmm. So what did, uh, what did MPS do to bring down the cost of these devices? Uh, I think one, one, one thing to, to keep in mind is just the, the general design of these. I mean, this, this concept, I mean, it's not an NPS original concept. There are a lot of people doing these automated BVMs, but just by nature, you know, the, the core element of this, the, the, the bag valve mask, the BVM, is a relatively inexpensive piece of equipment. Um, and doing a simple motor system um, on top of that, just by, by design, is a lower cost uh, solution. And then specifically with MPS, um, you know, our elements that are in there are power management with respect to um, power path from either an, uh, an AC-DC adapter um, or from a battery backup. And we also have our, our smart motors there. So with the motion control and the smart motors, um, this kind of system, you want to have pretty accurate positional control um, and efficiency and, and accuracy. Um, and so, uh, you know, a standard solution of a stepper motor uh, may be able to get you some, uh, some, some of the way there with positional control and accuracy. But once you have the power requirements um, that are necessary, then you start to have some trouble. Um, same, same, same thing with brushed DC motors, uh, not as efficient, not as power dense. Um, and we have a compact brushless DC motor with, with positional control um, built in that we can apply, and that, that keeps the cost down, keeps the size of everything down. And we also are, you know, with the power path management side of it, are leveraging our experience and design development for what we've done in, in other applications um, that are within the MPS product portfolio, so we can kind of take these things that we've already developed and deploy them into this kind of system. That that should save um, the development time and cost uh, for other people developing these kind of systems uh, to deploy it by using you know what we've been able to to, to accomplish and, and what we have in our arsenal. Okay. Well, 
I, I know MPS is seeking um, manufacturers and suppliers to scale up production and, and make these things happen. So what's your, what's your best guess on the timeline of, of the deployment? Um, honestly, we don't really have a, a clear answer for that. I mean, we, we've, you know, put out the word that we want to work with people either to uh, help shepherd the entire system through the necessary development for approvals and manufacturing. And we've made contact with, with a few groups that have that capability, um, but they, there are two, two kind of uh, responses we've gotten. One is that these companies which already have, you know, they have medical experience because they already have medical devices um, are completely overwhelmed and booked right now trying to deliver and uh, meet the manufacturing needs for their own, their own equipment, their, their own projects related to the COVID-19 uh, situation. And, and then the other is that, you know, we've also reached out to some groups that um, are specifically looking at these kinds of systems that are more of a low-resource emergency use um, application, but because we have uh, or that there are a lot of solutions available, that they are um, already trying to work with some other groups. Um, so in a sense, the people are, are have been developing and are working on solutions like these, and that gets them in the pipeline with some of these other uh, larger manufacturers or, or other groups that are um, organizing that thing. That's a, I think that's a very good thing that you know there are solutions available that um, just need to go through the go through the system, so to speak. Um, but we have had feedback as well that you know when the COVID pandemic uh, somewhat settles down, I guess so to speak, or, or, or the demand for certain devices or, or things that are currently in the pipeline slows down, they have interest in working with us. Um, and I think in a, in a, in a good, good way, that means that you know, people, there are less people that actually need this kind of emergency device. So I think globally, that's, that's a very good thing. Um, and then we will you know, be prepared to, to take up the discussions um, at that point. So until then, we're, we're also continuing to talk to other groups that are working on their own devices. Uh, we've, we've had conversations with some um, people around the world, Italy, Spain, UK, um, that are working on their own systems and, and have, you know, need for support from our side and that kind of thing. Excellent. Um, well, uh, let me just say, you know, in, in, in the midst of, of, of all the, the dire news that, that we keep hearing, it, it really is awesome. Uh, and I love to hear positive stories coming out of this worldwide pandemic. So this, this, is, this is really exciting. But uh, again, I, I want to thank you for your time, Aaron. Um, on behalf of PSD, I, I want to thank you for joining us. And to our audience, thanks for tuning in. Stay safe and healthy, and have a great day.